0: Welcome, Andrew Newton, my brother, how you doing?
1: I'm blessed man, great to be here.
0: I'm glad to have you here, been looking forward to this, getting to know you a bit deeper, more than just choking each other out. Right. This has been fun, we we go on Fridays to fight night, in the morning, mm. learn some jujitsu, some striking, and uh, that's how... Originally, we met, though, through the Empowered Brotherhood. Yes, sir. I'm on a mission right now to in- interview most of the guys there because it's such a quality group. Seriously, man. It really is it's an incredible group. Every time I get out of there, I feel so fulfilled. I give as much as I can and serve as much as I can, but I always get way more. What's uh, trauma-informed?
1: What is yeah, it? so trauma-informed – so basically, there's three levels to being – trauma, understanding trauma, uh, trauma informed is that middle level. So if you're trauma centered, you're working on the trauma. When it arises, you have every tool and every bit of training to understand how to deeply and truly work with the trauma itself. Whereas trauma informed is okay. Maybe I don't have all of the tools and modalities to address it when it arises but i can be tracking your nervous system when we're communicating i can attune to myself and regulate my nervous system based on certain practices and also just relate to the entire world people with an understanding of trauma that informs how i communicate how i act how i serve what i say and what i don't say it's a comprehensive lens for me to look at all of the mental health, mental health stuff that I have experienced and yeah, provided an alternative to me that I didn't know was available. Seeing things through the lens of trauma, somatics, the body and the nervous system.
0: So there's trauma centered and trauma informed. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's traumatized in this world, aren't they?
1: Yeah, pretty much. The statistics show that, and yet there's, in the, in the study that I have, trauma itself is not the act itself. So you and I can experience something that objectively might seem traumatizing, but you could be fine and I could have trauma. And so there's a critical distinction. It's not really the thing. It's how it lives in our body. And so with that understanding, trauma is everywhere. It's just how w- we receive it, it, life. And sure, there are big T traumas that we all know of in this world and that are emerging in our collective consciousness more now than ever. And there's you know complex trauma. There's these little kind of death by a thousand cuts that over time can have similar, different, and more intricately woven responses from the individual who received that trauma. So it's a rabbit hole of a discussion. And to your point, yeah, it's, it's been hugely helpful for me to navigate relationship, partnership, working with clients who have a past, a history of mental health, and knowing okay, the, the only approach isn't the sword. Like I'm not here to push them through this. In fact, that may actually re-traumatize them. Mm. So with all of what we have at MPB, it's very big masculine energy. It's that sword energy. And I've got that, and I've developed my warrior in, in these various archetypes. And there's also a much gentler approach, which is this trauma-centered or trauma-informed approach that has been just gentler and what I know I needed for this season and have been able to bring to my clients that allows for them to feel safe in their bodies and then meet these fears and these stuck energies and these the shame and the guilt and the judgments that everyone has that have traumatized some and left others with resilience so it's a it's beginning to help me bridge that gap being trauma-informed and all that study
0: i love that i love what you said it's it's not necessarily the experience it's not what happens it's what happens inside of us it's what happens how we interpret the experience and like you were saying some leads to resilience and some leads to trauma and Learning the tools and coping mechanisms and survival kits and things that we aren't really taught as kids. I wasn't taught is essential to live in a good quality life, an authentic life. Because a lot of what we do has been imprinted. You may be a doctor or lawyer because your dad said you had to be this. You may be quiet and reserved because you didn't get attention as a kid. Or there's so many reasons that make up a human psychology and human being part of that for myself was you know it's always so unique because did you get more father love did you get more mother love did you were you the middle child the older child there's just so many dynamics the only child the only child that's a whole another one too and one thing's for sure it takes a whole village to raise a child and it's never too late to have a great childhood
1: Mm, I like that
0: and it's also never too late to start being the father for yourself, and healing the wounds and seeking out the help. This journey for me didn't really get started till late in life, relatively speaking. Um, in fact, it actually started with my brother, who at 17 years old was diagnosed with bipolar one. Being from a Latino family, pretty behind socially. Dynamics wise, mental health wise Because you know a lot of traditional things And there's good and shadow to that But nobody knew anything about mental health A lot of the Latino community The old school macho men Homophobic as well Like they're just late to adopt The holistic approach to health So this was such an eye opening experience for us My brother going to the mental hospital Heavily medicated Nobody knowing what to do, nobody having compassion or empathy, not knowing how to help my brother. And when I was 25 years old, so that was 17, he was 17, I was 15. 10 years later, I had a plant ceremony, a pretty strong experience. And it just melted my mind, it just opened up so much emotions, such a wide range, it helped me develop new habits and new thinking. And at one point I felt like I lost my mind. And that's when I truly connected with my older brother because I'm like, is this the feeling or idea that can scare someone so much that they'll medicate you for? Mm. And like, whoa, you know, like I'm just going through a trippy experience and I have all these emotions that yes, I need to integrate and figure out, but the current mental health system has a lot of catching up to do. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. It's profound and more normal than you think to have a a brother, a family member, a friend, a fraternity brother just experience this and as a society we don't have the adequate resources to it takes a village as you said. And whether you're in a Latino community. For me, it was a, a privileged white community. It's everywhere. And it's a societal sickness a dis-ease that is unfortunately normal in Western society. And I just feel for that experience because I was there. And I I blew up all of what I knew in college. I was, of course, not taking care of the foundational fundamental habits that I'm sure we can get into, but it's like, it was really, you know, abusing my privilege and this life through drugs and alcohol, partying, sleeping, not, not sleeping. Um, all of those things and that led to dysfunction in the body. It's like it all emerged and I'm looking back, I'm not surprised. And I certainly don't experience the enormity at which led me to be hospitalized and put me back for years, stuck in that limbo and that lost feeling. So it's just unfortunately not uncommon. And then what I've seen so prevalently with me and my clients is They get medicated and or hospitalized and it becomes a lifelong pattern. And what a huge mission on my heart is at this time is to be the light for somebody who, personally, I didn't have anybody else. Nobody else gave me an alternative than meds, doctors, in hospitals and i had to go to the bottom of the coal mine and dig out these diamonds for myself because i didn't have a mental health mentor i didn't have anybody that i could turn to for these alternatives and it cost me a decade or more of being diagnosed bipolar at 19 medicated multiple episodes multiple hospitalizations and it, you know It took me 10 years and my mission is to truncate that time for as many men as I can because I feel deeply that your brother included, the experience, the ecstasy, the mystery that he must have felt is in all of us and it's untapped potential. And so it's finding the right village for each individual and coming from a trauma-informed lens, a slightly gentler lens, and providing options, empowering these individuals' agency to decide for themselves. Because when I certainly got into this system of Western mental health, I, I willingly gave up my power because I felt so helpless and lost into the, the doctors and the meds. So it's em- empowering and celebrating these men wherever they're at. Whether it's, hey, you know, I heard today from a client we were celebrating him for walking the dogs and he felt not enough and shame around it. And it's like, bro, at least he walked the dogs. Let's celebrate this, man. And build a ground for you to build from brick by brick. And yeah, brother, I just I just feel your story and I relate so deeply because it's just uh an all too common a thing in this country, and I'm sure the world, because of how much trauma we're we've been spewing around, and it's, it's time to stop. It's time to stop doing that, man.
0: That thing you said, the Western normal standard. There's this book that I'm gonna read next. From are you familiar with Gabor Mate? Yeah,
1: one of the OGs in trauma in the trauma space. Yes, incredible man. His
0: new book, which I'm getting ready to read this thick. A yeah, Myth of Normal. A Myth of Normal. Yeah, it's a monster. I haven't read the book yet, but hearing his podcasts, it's clear that whatever your neurosis is, your neurotic behavior of overworking to run away from your problems or hiding, right? Fight flight responses. Whatever addiction that you have of choice, whether it be sugar or even hard drugs or for a lot of men, pornography, just our, your cell phone, social media, video games. There's so many things that we numb ourselves with, that I used to numb myself with, to avoid the pain. But you have to be aware of it in the first place. And we have all this mental chatter, you know. Before I found mindfulness, it's an uncomfortable space to just sit and be still. And there's so many different levels to get to in practices to facilitate the transformation people are looking for. Mindfulness practices are one of the first and simplest ways to do that. But what are, you know, how did you transform? Like, what were those diamonds that you mined for? Yeah.
1: First and foremost, yes, mindfulness is a, is a beautiful set of tools to to work from and that's where I started you know I I started with zero habits I can now say that were thumbs up like nah you know smoking cigarettes no exercise I would go to work eat like crap come home rinse and repeat I mean that was what got me material success but made me feel like garbage and so I re-engineered my entire life through habits and I did so by tracking my habits for over a thousand days. And I did this with a spreadsheet that I now support my clients with and I did it in a community of men during COVID and so this was my opportunity to chip away at what had become gluttonous and soft and comfortable because I knew. If I kept going in that direction, I wasn't gonna be here for long. And so it was this, okay, I've got this incredible opportunity in COVID to build the man that you're looking at right now. And so we did this with about a dozen or so other men from all around the world found this mastermind and we kept each other accountable on habits every day. Personal habits for me, other men were, you know, building businesses, they were doing, all sorts of things within this habit framework, but for me, where I was starting was okay. Regular wake-up time, morning routine, work, bedtime, and just chop wood, carry water, like put in the reps because I had put myself in such a hole. So yeah, it was it was habits was the foundation for me and engineering that through the study of habits, becoming a habit nerd, and then tracking it with other men to keep me accountable. And so that was a magic formula for me. And I'm bringing that to more men as a part of what I offer to the world. And that has changed rapidly over a thousand days of doing that, obviously. You see the data, you're informed, it's manageable, you can measure this, it's the way to do it. And so over the course of that thousand days, my routine changed monthly. Subtle tweaks sometimes, sometimes like this is not working. So I've got to start over this or that. And started with 30 minutes of mindfulness every morning, 30 minutes exercise every day, 30 minutes of reading, 30 minutes of journaling. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. And yeah, that has evolved vastly over time to adapt to where I am in, in my level of consciousness. And yet, Mindfulness was was really the opening for all of this. It was okay. Can I sit with myself? Can I do it for one minute today? Okay, no, that's okay. Like let's keep going. You know one minute this is starting at the the minimum viable dose and that built momentum over a thousand days and now I don't think about meditating I am a meditator. It's just become who I am and I wish I had looked at it through that lens before starting to track habits because it was still more of the carrot. It was like, okay, I've gotta do this. I you know, I'd beat myself up if I wouldn't achieve these habits. When I realized and I was also in a in a high level community of men who were really crushing it. So that put a comparison on me that was my own shit. And made me the man that I am right now. So I'm internally grateful for it. And it was some days it wasn't. Wanting to even do one minutes of sitting with my thoughts, but it was about getting the reps and Doing the uncomfortable things for a long time
0: That's major. I love what you're saying because I can resonate with that and for anybody who has a practice a daily practice You're piecing yourself together every single day with every single action every habit Have you ever seen that on Instagram or that meme that is a huge? Stone block statue and the fit person is chipping away yeah, at himself piece by piece. That's huge. That's everything. For those that are at rock bottom, it takes that one good decision stacked on top of another good decision and you have to be patient with it. I've had a similar practice myself over X amount of time and I love the thousand days. It just sounds pretty epic and that's awesome. For me, I got, and I've said this before on a different podcast, The Miracle Morning, a book by Hal Elrod, helped me develop those incredible practices in the mornings, specifically in the morning because you're priming yourself for the whole day. And if you wait till the end of the day, you'll probably just be too tired and toss it in the trash and not actually do it. But building your self-esteem is living consciously and being disciplined to the plan that you have set with I forgot who was saying this but that self integrity that self discipline is like a big your big boat and if you don't do what you said you were going to do you just have a huge gash huge hole in the in the boat and water seeping in and it'll sink it but tomorrow's another day you can plug that hole up by doing what you said you wanted to do and you can have a super solid foundation if you consistently, not you may not be perfect, you may have some errors, but don't stop trying. Keep showing up, keep showing yeah. up.
1: That is a beautiful analogy. And such, in life, there's waves. There's always going to be waves. And frankly, we're going to take hits. There's going to be punctures, there's going to be bruises. And everyone in this world, Traumatized world we live in experiences that and it's it's within our control to To take action and choose that one minute of mindfulness that over a thousand days becomes a lot of minutes of mindfulness You know and you become mindful so That's what I'm talking about. You know, and I always love the the motivation and sometimes I can come off like oh I've, I've Come somewhere in my journey. And I'm like No, you know I it may be new levels, but it's same devils. It's not new devils. It's the same guys that just visit me in more creative and more crafty ways. So it is back to the foundations every single time, every single day. And what I didn't add on the thousand days is I took a year off, because I was like, man, I got this. I'm, I'm a habit master, you know, I do all the things. And I was burnt out too. I had just tracked too much it was overkill and that's a lot of where some of the trauma-informed study and just learning how to balance these things has come in and I took a year off and even just recently for you know the first time in over a year I've revisited this tracker and I've created a new set of habits for me at this stage so I did it for a thousand days took over a year off and then now I'm back and I'm humbled you know to start over again in, in these. These new endeavors, you know, that don't necessarily involve the same mindfulness that I started with, but definitely breath work, you know. I found over the course of my journey that I was being, I was still coming from a bit of a should mentality to do meditation. You know, i would heard gurus online or whatever, like, and been informed with people who had done some of the work that this is the thing to do. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to be that student again. I'm going to be that great employee again. I'm going to just do the action and I wasn't bringing presence to it. I wasn't actually aware of how I felt. I was just checking off habits, right? I was just doing, going through the motions. And although they were better motions, which is huge, especially from where I was at, no habits to, okay, I'm, I'm making positive momentum, but over time with a thousand plus days perspective, it's, it's There's much deeper balance in that. And it's like, I know I'm disciplined, I've proven that to myself. And I'm disciplined even on the days that I'm not. It's that. And I just began to trust myself over time. That was a, there was a moment in all of this building and creating the man I am I can actually trust myself like this was never a concept I could grasp when I was starting when I was in the throes of addiction when I had all this mental health when I you know I was just miserable and so that moment I'm just almost celebrating myself in that because it was just a realization that I had come I was now a little bit farther over the top at least in this new stage that I I could breathe a little bit and trust that, yeah, I'm not gonna be perfect in every one of my habits and my actions. And I know the next day, I'm gonna get back on the horse and and do that. So that's what momentum does and building brick by brick. And and then we just keep showing up and and it starts to get fun from here.
0: It does. So what kind of habits are like, you know, business-wise, what are some of the projects you're growing into? Like, what are you working on right now?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking, man. I mean right now as we've alluded to a little bit the passion on my heart is to be the champion for other men who have experienced mental health and didn't have anyone to show them the way and again that's a big broad thing so what I'm here to be is a, a role model and really the older brother that I didn't have in this experience so that's sort of my passion and I do work with clients on that. It's a challenge and I only accept certain individuals to work with me as it's a real energy exchange and deep work. I also am a men's coach and that's something I'd love to do. This is what I'm here to do. And in Austin, you know some of these guys, but I lead a in-person men's mastermind here in Austin. It's this beautiful hybrid of accountability and support and fun and leading edge experiences. So we do the deep work, we keep each other accountable, we support each other in what we're building, and then we celebrate each other. It's exploring that full range and giving other men space to lean into the edges of their gifts that they're bringing to the world. So whether that's a forgiveness practice, um, an inner child workshop, an art collage experience. every man has a gift, so i 've created spaces we do this biweekly for men to lean into that and express the edges of where they 're at and expand and get feedback from men they trust so it 's been really rich um, we 've had yeah just an incredible seven months of doing that, and I look forward to doing more of that here in austin and yeah, that's really that's that's where the, the, the magic's at right now.
0: I love that. I actually um part of Jetty's men's teams and uh not teams. I have a team. And um, it's been incredible how enriching that is and how much fun it is and how much wisdom you can get and how much you can learn about yourself and you're the leader of that, you've organized it because yeah. that's a lot of responsibility to I'm guessing you've had previous experience?
1: Yeah, some, and just participating for so long in MPB and these other men's communities that I've found. There was a, a lack of depth. Everybody would meet and do these group circles or men's work, and I love that. That's what I bring to this world. And these men weren't really creating deep and lasting friendships and bonds that... Overflows to their partners, their families, and they spend time outside of these growth-oriented containers. I mean, we've got guys going to Barton Springs, taking trips together, like shooting hoops. It's male friendship in a re- redefined, and I'm finding that to be meaningful for me as somebody who's always had rich and deep friendships for a long time, and, and sort of showing. How that gets to be as a man in our twenties and thirties and even forties and fifties we've got a man in there, so it's it's male friendship at a at a level where that's been so lost for so many so many men, and it's creating yeah spaces for us to come together, talk about what's heavy, share the burden, and just have some fun. All this work gets so serious it doesn't have to always be that way and Yeah, the men's work piece is just important. It's important for us to help redefine each other's versions of masculinity and and broaden each other's perspectives. And that's where these teams and these organizations and mentors like Jetty and others just enrich and enliven experience from from wisdom and leadership. And that's a double-edged sword. Like I'm wanting to step into more leadership and recognizing that there's so much to learn always. And that's an ebb and flow. And so learning from these elders who are slightly farther down the path and subsequently stepping in as a leader is a, is a, is a beautiful challenge that I, I welcome.
0: Wow, I love what you're saying. You're right, the Empowered Brotherhood community has been phenomenal and it took leaders, people, who, like you were saying, I wanted more depth and connection than, than the workout. And so I was asking around, hey, what else do you guys do? And uh, I asked JT that question. He goes, oh, well, we, you know, I'm part of this Rising Man group and got some information there, loved it, joined them, all about it. And um, I on the Telegram, you know, because I was on it for a while before I even showed up to the workout, I did see some people who – Went to Big Bend or something and organized a camping trip. And uh, that looked so cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for guys like that to do cool stuff with. And it's almost a natural byproduct of, yes, you do get to a point where you're starting to reflect and look at who you're spending your time with. You know, you have your coworkers, you have your siblings, you have the guys you grew up with in your neighborhood. But a lot of times they're not really the quality of men that you want around you. For whatever reason, and a lot of times too, you just maybe go separate paths. Nothing wrong with that, that's just how it is. So then you have these men's teams that have been created for like-minded individuals who wanna get deep, who wanna connect, who want to be met and seen, find their edges, to be led, to lead, to have those opportunities, and to have a lot of fun with those like-minded people. And uh, I'm really glad I found it. I recommend for you all, to find there's zoom teams as well yeah the first time i ever saw one was um through an organization called mdi which is Hmm. an in-person team but they have such a huge presence online and it's just really cool because a lot of times you don't learn how to be a man from your dad or from those around you so you learn from other men who are choosing to be led yeah you have to learn how to follow before you can lead and pretty awesome i commend you for being a great leader setting up that kind of group
1: thanks you know you touched on something that is a sore spot for me of course is like i think we all have this wound that we wanted to have fathers or brothers or elders that taught us something that we didn't we don't know still don't know maybe or are seeking to know and i certainly carried that and knowing the trajectory of how i grew it really wouldn't have mattered i was provided with all of the financial opportunities in the world and yet i didn't understand the protector i didn't understand that that archetype that you know i got the provider i got you know how to be a, a good man but there were always elements missing and back to the original earlier point is like it takes a village and that's what this workout community in austin and, and larger community of men in austin began to provide for me it's like perspective and i had cultivated a level of discernment beginning to like okay i can see that for what it is and I, i'm not going to fully adopt it but that that thing that you got i gotta i'm gonna go t- i'm gonna go get close to that fire and experience that more and get curious about what that is in, in that person and why it is why I can feel that in me. And so that has just allowed for a broad exposure to men of all different shapes and sizes and colors and religious beliefs and sexual orientations and backgrounds and and then it just it kinda just after a while it's realized like we're not that fucking different. You know, we all have these similar struggles and we need each other. To be stronger and to be better and to grow and to be the type of fathers that we we all want to be and lead the nation to a in a direction that we all know is possible but there's this unrest and no wonder there's just been weak men for a very long time and i had to look myself in the mirror and accept how weak i've been in order to experience what's on the other side of that. And I don't know yet fully, but what I feel and how I treat my body and those around me and the some of the things that are coming into my life as a byproduct of who I am now are a testament to this this men's work, this inner work and this growth that is what I feel in you know, in essence is what we need as men, is other men to Iron sharpen, you know, iron sharpen iron and keep chipping away at that, at that block of, of greed and sin and gluttony and sloth and all of, all of these energies that exist in the world that we live in.
0: I love what you're saying there. You may have the most unique problem, the most unique situation, most unique trauma. And when you share it with the group of men in a safe safe place and has to be other men because you don't want to put it all on your wife or your spouse or your partner Mm -hmm. they can't they're not your therapist and they're not a man there's only certain things that you have to be able to relate to other men And once you share it in a vulnerable safe space and then someone else says you know what I had the exact same thing like you said we're unique but then we're also not at the same time it's like I love what Aubrey Marcus says, you know, we go to his gym on it and it's one of the main voices. Are you familiar? You've yeah, I did fit right? for
1: service with him. I was in his fellowship, yeah. No way. Yeah.
0: That's something that I it's on my radar to go to.
1: Oof, phenomenal. Maybe we yeah, can talk highly about Highly recommend a it. Bit. Yeah, man.
0: Wow. Well, you know, we're we're all part of the same bucket of ice cream, just a different scoop. Yeah.
1: Now, that was a ra- – sorry, Fit for Service is a rainbow scoop ice cream. I mean, that – those are heart-open humans and, and uh, beautiful people. So, highly recommend that one.
0: Yeah, let's dive into that because, mm. of course, there's a price tag to it that has a barrier of entry that, you know, I completely accept and understand, you know, finances is like a game. Like, there's there's a cost to masterminds. Even men's teams, there's maybe a small little charge, $30 or Maybe some $10, whatever it is. But there's just different organizations that have different price points. And money in general is just like any other game. First level, you just don't want to be broke. Second, you want to build some abundance. and I'm more than happy that there is a number that's going to help me evolve, Hmm. help me stretch, I believe it's 11 grand a year now because you know the upfront payment i know that it's going to be more than worth it because it's i've already identified yeah this is the right values the right principles which you want to define what are for you because one of the principles and values that i want to be around other people who invest in themselves i want to be around other people who are going to get out of their house and into community that's why these workouts are awesome because they got out of their house out of their own way out of their cave and ha- are in community sharpening each other how was fit for service like it's yeah. nothing but like you said heart open people mm.
1: i so the first virtual men's group i think i've ever ever was on was through fit for service and i was scratching my head like this this is too much for me like these these Dudes were crying. They were so expressive and long beards and, you know, tattoos everywhere. And I'm just like looking at this like, no, no, no. This isn't for me. You know, I I, had, I was going in too, too much, too deep, too deep on this one. And by the end of that call, though, I just kind of felt a little crack in my heart. And I was like, what? Let me just stay curious about this and not be so judgmental about the community from one call. Um, and that just blossomed into meeting these incredibly spiritual human beings from all over the country. A lot of them are coming to Austin because of the presence of fit for service here.
0: Mm.
1: And what's happening in, in this part of the world. And it's a special group of people that come together that are really open. And that doesn't mean vulnerable a lot of these men and women are spiritual warriors and they do work per se energy work or, or facilitate the light and the good in this world that isn't always on Instagram and so yeah it's a very precious community to me and I have some close friends that I keep up with that I did the immersion in Sedona With their, yeah, man,
0: that place looks beautiful.
1: Those red rocks, brother, they just they just sit you down. You're like, okay, this is I am here. It's they're beautiful. They just have a something special to them, and there being with that community, yeah, just a rich set of experiences. I'm I'm really blessed, man. Wow,
0: what was this? What year?
1: That was the the third trimester of 2021. I did that,
0: yeah Man. I met Aubrey at a uh, Black Swan, yeah, and he was deeply present, just the real deal kind of guy yeah.
1: that's he's an interesting character, and i I don't know him personally, but I've been in his little circles and things, and I admire some of what he's accomplished on on the planet earth, right he's a very He's built a million-dollar business. Collaborated with Joe Rogan. Um, he's explored polygamy extensively. Polyamory. Or yeah, I don't, clearly I don't know mm. about that stuff. Um, yeah, all that, and has just really explored his full range of expression, and comes across as a very deeply masculine and fatherly figure. You know if you hear him speak and, and if you participate in experiences with him he gives that masculine father energy and so that's rare there aren't that many people who have explored all of these categories of life and are deeply spiritual and have that almost a spiritual father kind of an energy and it's a it's a beautiful thing but in one person and he's also still a human, you know? He goes through struggles as well. And so I have a lot of respect for that man.
0: Yeah, same here. Yeah. I follow the podcast for a while and gotten a lot of value. I've learned a lot about myself through it. I don't know who it was, but someone called him the Timothy Leary or the Ram Dass right now of our age, psychedelic speaking, because he's a big time psychonaut.
1: That's where I draw the line. And he's able to push his limits and extremes. You know, I don't have that luxury in my life's experience. I'm not against plants or medicine. Frankly, you know, I think people, it's going to, the plant medicine space is absolutely going to facilitate the evolution of human consciousness. It already has, and it will continue to do that. And I think we're, progressing with it at a far more rapid of pace than we're able to sustain so that's going to cause a lot of pain in the meantime and i'm never going to be somebody who supports this in the blatant gunslinging way that aubrey does because i had a history of mental health i have been sober for two and a half three years and i've done it that way and i know it's not required to rely on these plants to do it it's I did it through hard work. And so there's other ways. And my tendency with an addiction history is okay, I'm just going to, this is going to be the thing for me now. And so I'm giving myself enough distance over three years in order to explore this and do it from a, a whole place and not seeking some sort of something. And so. And frankly, I'm spiritual enough, man. I get enough of this stuff. I'm trying to do work Dude, it's, on, it's, on the earth. <laughs>
0: especially seeing my brother, I, I agree that, of course, the gunslinging psychedelic movement, the right ones have the caution to check the mental health history of the family to really be in a great set and setting. It has to be done reverently and with big time sacred practice. And also too, I'm hesitant. I don't think there's been much study with people who have schizophrenia or bipolar and psychedelics. That's kind of the uncharted waters where it's quite safe to say that who knows really what the outcomes can be. But yeah, I agree that it's not an end all be all. They just show you like like a spiritual retreat or breath work or a lot of other ways. They just show you what's possible maybe the top of the mountain, but 99.9% is the habits and the work that you're gonna do afterwards. Is still receiving that download and still picking up the phone and calling that person, taking that action, joining that class, waking up early every single day, just doing the work that you know you need to do because we always have that higher voice and that other voice, the fit guy and the fat guy always present in every single person it's just which one are you going to choose today and you don't need a plant medicine to tell you or show you that a lot of it if everything can be done with the methods that are available yeah
1: yeah you're right on brother and what the only thing i want to say on the plant medicine pe- piece is there's incredible studies now for its treatment in complex PTSD, you know, there's, there's studies out there, but they won't even go near the schizophrenic or bipolar diagnosis. They'll eliminate people from trials because of these reasons. And understandably so there's psychosis and grandiosity that I've seen people go off of the deep end in seeking this, these plant medicine experiences. And I'm not available for that. I've got people that rely on me now, and although I could do it, you know, and there's ways you could micro, micro dose or do all of that. It's like what What are you doing that for? What is the place that you're you're seeking from? And so that to me is a is a question I just would impose everybody to ask is what is why. You know, what is it that you're seeking from this experience? And to your point, it's sacred medicine. You know, this comes from the earth and we absorb it as and it changes who we are. And if we're not ready for that, it's it's can have lasting ramifications. So as with everything, but this is has Opening potential and really can be destabilizing. So, you know, from a trauma informed lens and from somebody who has experienced mental health, I got nothing against it, but just check in like, is this really what I need or is this another thing I'm just trying to seek for relief? And that knowing that there's so many ways to do it, it's just about the doing,
0: (laughs) doing and checking in. I I love what you're saying there. And you started off our podcast with the daily habit tracker in the thousand days how do you apply balance in your life now with habits because it's very important for you to have a plan and stick to that plan but then once you've gained trust in yourself like you said you can then not have to be so rigid but check in what do i need today yes how do you incorporate balance now?
1: Oof, that's an incredible question because it's it's new level same devil. And what I I love the the speaking of the check-in piece, there's a level, there's a an amount of space I need in my life now where I'm not just going through the motions, not just doing 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 that allows for me to breathe and Reflect and actually feel what it is that I am to do next and use my discernment in that moment. It's also having long term plans and goals and being seeing the numbers. Oh, did I progress towards that goal today? And looking at it as it black or white like, no, I didn't do the thing, I didn't accomplish that. And that to me keeps me up at night. You know, at this point, I've got. Things to do in this world, so there's that balance of of just knowing I can trust myself, and that there's always going to be more work to do, always. So having to accept these dualities and just, yeah, again, it just just use your discernment. It's like, where am I doing this from? Who am I doing this for? Um, getting clear on is this my full responsibility? Like. In the spirit of full responsibility, am I doing this? And if I'm going to do that, I do it with 100% integrity. Mm. There's just it's that's black or white, and and if that requires you know sacrifice on certain days of rest and recovery and some of these habits, it's like, okay, I'm here to be building towards a brighter future, but that's not going to be at my personal expense. I'm not going to burn out over the long haul. We're in it for the long game. You know, this is, that's important to keep in mind. And it it takes a level of just, yeah, work development, personal growth to be able to see the, actually see farther out. Because for so long, I thought I knew what I wanted, but that was from just a, a lower, lesser version of me. And although that was helpful to have the goals and keep chipping away at this point, I have to be able to live in the gray and, and like be okay with the uncertainty that is this present moment. And so that takes a lot of cultivation of these mindfulness habits and a lot of the work that we do on a regular basis. And I'm not perfect, bro, you know, there's just yesterday I was throttled and I just had to rest like, yeah. you know, it's in, in honoring that it's a day to day thing. And yet I know I'm capable. It's it's do I need to do this right now? And, and asking of myself, spirit, your faith, God, whatever that may be, like, guide me in this. Mm. If, I'm, if I'm just doing this for me, it's, it's selfish, it's self-worth, it's self-praise, you're, you're just selfish. And so I check in with the higher power. It's like, am I really, like, show me, make it clear. Mm. Let me know in an easy way. That this is what I'm supposed to do, it doesn't have to be so hard, so much effort. For a period of time it did. And now I get to breathe with it and, and let it co-create with me in the moment. It's not such a black or white deal.
0: And that's the best advice. I agree. Find that sweet spot find that sweet spot where it's not pushing too hard or too relaxed i really liked a lot of the things that you were saying uh especially about i committed to do something because sometimes i do let myself off the hook too much on the relaxed side so you do have to have that good balance like those quantifiable numbers that don't care about the story depends on where it ranks on the priority list we definitely got to do another one, brother. Yeah, we'll do it. A lot of wealth of wisdom. I'm blessed to have you here. Yeah. Where can they find you?
1: I am Andrew Newton on Instagram. Check me out there. Any questions, if you want to see the Habit Tracker, I'd be happy to send it to you. Wealth of resources just here to support any man who's looking to be stronger. So let's go. There you go. Let's yeah, go. Mm, Andrew. Pleasure.